This is David with Corel Trainer. This is Cassie Green from Apparelist. This is Gordon and Firemark from the Entertainment Law Update. And you're listening to Two Regular Guys Podcast. Hosted by Terry Combs RG, regular guy, and Aaron Montgomery. The place to be for industry news. The best dad jokes on earth, along with relevant topics to apparel decorating. So pass it away. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, October 27th, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. And uh, my mission is to inspire people to fall in love with their businesses. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a little bit what we do here on Two Razor Guys, too. So, <laughs> <what we> do. <laughs> yeah. And I was just listening into that intro there, and, and Cassie is so right. It is the best dad jokes on the planet, right? I in, mean, fact, come on. in fact, we're going to double up today. We're gonna, yeah, they're so good. We're going to bring you two today. That's awesome. <laughs> Speaking of what we're bringing you today, uh, we're really excited to have Jed Seifert back from Stakes Manufacturing. Uh, he's going to be joining us again. He graciously moved around. We had him scheduled earlier, and then we needed to move him, and all worked out for the best. So uh, we've got him joining us today. He joined us about a year ago now. Um, on another podcast episode, and, and Eric's got it right there on, below for anybody that's tuned in live right now. But uh, we talked about disability inclusion, and uh, he talked about a kind of an initiative that uh, he's been spearheading and um, about inclusion. And so it's a really wonderful way to find employees and to, and to give back. And so today we would kind of want to get an update on that, Terry, and just kind of see how that's progressing, but just also talk to him about stakes manufacturing and, and how they built their business and uh, maybe a little state of the industry report from Jed. He's a decorator who's been, uh, we saw him at uh, Printing United, uh, saw him at Impressions Expo and, and all that other stuff. So he's out there, he's got his finger on the pulse as well. And so uh, we're excited to have Jed back today, Terry. Exactly. I feel like uh, we're running into Jed like every other week here lately, and uh, yeah, as, as well as like Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. We're <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes, but we, we also want to make sure everybody stays to the very end and get your helping of secret sauce. Uh, this week, Eric will be sharing the sauce from a, a bunker somewhere in New Mexico. <laughs> so uh, today it's all about what we can do with dead stock, both uh, the decorated and undecorated variety. So stay tuned with uh, for, for some tips to bring new life to your dead samples. Yes, uh, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to the, the secret sauce as well. So uh, going to be a great, great show today. And speaking of great shows, uh, Cassie it always makes it a great show by kicking us off with the news. And so we appreciate her and, uh, and all of the work that she does to continue to make sure the industry stays abreast of everything going on over there at, at Apparelist. And in fact, I think she's even got some cool stuff to share about Apparelist. So without further ado, are you ready, Terry? Should we bring Cassie in here? Let's bring Cassie in. I'd All love right. to hear the news. morning you guys um yes always a pleasure running into all of you as well um y'all are some of my favorite people so just gonna throw that out there um headlines this morning first one gsg welcomes next generation of leadership so if you missed this news because you're at expo last week gsg announced the next chapter of its history as jared granberry assumes the leadership role of president representing the third generation of the family Mark Granberry will assume the role of CEO and still stay very involved with the company. 
So as it looks to the future, Jared will carry this forward this legacy and uphold the values that have defined the company's success. Joining Jared in this transition are Brandon Granberry and Mallory um, Varner, excuse me. Uh, Brandon has been named Executive Vice President and Mallory Vice President of Brand Development. And CEO Mark Granberry did comment on this, of course. He says, I'm not only very proud of my children, Jared, Brandon, and Mallory, and their commitment to making GSG a top supplier to the graphic arts industry, but also their passion and dedication to the people that contribute to GSG. So big congratulations to everybody over there. I'm sure it will continue to be a great company and looking forward to seeing what their future looks like. Second headline I have for everybody today, Printing United Expo Report, State of Decorated Apparel Industry. Um, I wanted to share this because I think it's really important to talk about numbers and data that we collect from our survey that we conduct. Um, so on the first day of Printing United Expo last week in Atlanta, um, Andy Paparazzi, the chief economist for Printing United Alliance, took a deep dive into the fall 2023 State of the Decorated Apparel Survey numbers so far. So to be clear, the survey is still live and open. Um, this survey aims to shed light on what's happening for apparel decorators and their businesses. It asks about everything from services decorators offer to how they've diversified and their main concerns going to 2024. So speaking on that topic of diversification, um, Andy did kick off the session with one major takeaway, and that's more than half of respondents so far plan to improve profitability in 2024 through diversification. That could look like developing new markets, products, services, you know, adding decoration methods and expanding into e-commerce capabilities. Um, so if you have not um, participated in that survey, please do. The link will take you to the article which has the survey link. Um, again, it's really important to keep up on what's going around in the industry as well as what your peers are up to. Um, my third headline today, Intavo acquires Sign Tracker. Um, so speaking of diversification, Intavo announced its acquisition of Sign Tracker, a comprehensive management software platform for sign shops. The strategic acquisition of Sign Tracker is a significant milestone for Intavo, says the company, as it expands its suite of solutions catering specifically to the needs of the sign industry. So as part of the acquisition, Intavo will focus on enhancing Sign Tracker's features and functionalities, leveraging its expertise in software development and design. The collaboration will enable Intavo to drive innovation and continually improve the user experience for Shine Shop, shop owners, ooh, say sign shop owners 10 times fast, um, and operators. Um, so again, seeing a lot of diversification in the industry. Um, one little thing I wanted to point out to all of you regulators, and Erin kind of alluded to this, um, a Perilist website got sort of a facelift. Um, still same great content, just organized in a better way to help the user experience to really engage you in the top content that we feel is most important for you to see. So make sure you check it out. Give us some feedback. Um, so new look to our website, also new look to our newsletter. So if you've been a, a subscriber for a while, you'll notice some little subtle differences, but we think that all of you will really enjoy it. Um, that's my shameless plug for today. Back to you guys. You know, Aaron, uh, Inktavo came from Inksoft and Printavo. Now they have Sign Tracker. So 
Are they going to continue yeah. to combine Inktavo Tracker? Mm, Inktavo um, Tracker. There you go. You've just solved it for them, Terry. You can send them your consulting uh, bill right away. <laughs> or it's just part of sign, Synctavo. <laughs> I, I think that's not it. No. All right. Well, now you have to go back to the drawing board, Terry. So <laughs> awesome. Well, really good stuff. And thank you so much, Cassie. And and, and I love all of the, the news there as far as the sharing that uh, she did. But uh, really, the state of decorated apparel industry uh, also really stood out. Right. Uh, I love what she said. Right. It's so important for us to not just kind of consume, but also participate and, and engage. And, and you can do that by going and filling out that survey. I, I'm glad that it's still open. All right. Well, um, Terry, we, we've got some people already checking in this morning here early on. Uh, we had uh, Kingsbury Crafts and uh, uh, good morning to everyone. And then we've got Chuck, uh, good morning, checking in as well. And uh, Mr. David Gross from Condi Systems checking in as well. So he says, hey, guys. Um, so appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, let us know uh, how everything is going for you and make sure that you get in and engage with us. Uh, you know, what questions are you going to have for, for Jed and uh, for us and, and all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, really, really looking forward to engaging with all of you guys, regulators and, uh, and doing that today, Terry. So absolutely. Um, all right. What's next here? What, what, where, where do you want to, well, well, we, uh, uh, do you want to do a, my dad joke and then we'll, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, let's uh, do that. I mean, we, again, we can't claim to have the best dad jokes on the planet and not, uh, you know, get to them right away. Um, <laughs> and, and, and be topical. Uh, I have a Halloween dad joke. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let, let's do it, Eric, whenever you're ready. All right, Aaron, you know, there's only one thing that scares me on Halloween, which is exactly. <laughs> for our podcast <laughs> listeners <laughs> eric is has which is equals witches up on the screen <laughs> you know the funny part was i i'd read that earlier on in the week in the in the outline and i'm like okay i don't really get it and then you <laughs> sent me a reminder and said hey you're part of this today right you know that and i and i looked at oh now i get it i get it <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have another dad joke coming up here in just a minute from Jed. But uh, before we dive in, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. Uh, we need your voices still. We want to do some more uh, intros. So we would love to have all the regulators to participate in the show intros. Go to decorators.inc, I-N-K, forward slash intro, and just read a few sentences and uh, you can be a part of the show. So don't be uh, left out. We are also looking for new guests all the time. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com forward slash two, the number two, regular guys, to book a future episode or email info at tworegularguys.com. And if you're listening to the podcast version of the show and didn't get the joke, uh, go and uh, check it out on Facebook. <laughs> we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. Uh, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, YouTube Podcast, wherever you do your podcast listening, we are there. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in uh, with your comments and questions of a very uh, topical subject today, basically employees. So join yeah. in and, uh, and uh, we would love to have your comments and questions. Yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, engaging with everybody and talking to Jed here in just a moment. So, in, in fact, I think we're we're ready here. We, we we ready to bring Jed in here, Terry? 
Let's I, I mainly because I can't wait to hear his dad joke. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to hit the little uh, video again, but let's, let's bring Jed in and, and we've set him up for success. Hopefully here, uh, Jed, welcome in. So we're just going to dive right into this. You, you told us you had a dad joke, so you're up. Go for it. I got to tell you, Terry, you really knocked it out of the park with the, you know, the Halloween <laughs> thing joke. I haven't heard that one either. I, I consider myself a, a dad joke connoisseur. Exactly. Uh, you know, and uh, I brought you guys a dad joke last time I was on the show because I love it, you know, as yep. a father of three. So today I, I decided, you know what, while there are dad jokes, my kids love them. So I went to my two boys. I've got a six-year-old, nine-year-old boy. And I asked them, which of the dad jokes should I be telling on the show today? And, and they gave me this one. So here we go. Yes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. Woo! <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> man i love that and just you know going to the the kids is is the way to go i'll be honest with you the ones that i've brought mainly come from my 12 year old so um <laughs> that's so good all right jed well welcome in again thank you for uh participating in making us the best dad jokes on the planet um Thanks for having but, me. long time no see i feel like it was a whole you know week <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're probably going, man, do I have to hang out with these guys again? But um, <laughs> no, we're going to have fun. Um, all right. So I want to dive into this first because I mentioned it earlier. You know, you joined us back in November of 2022 here and you kind of been working on this initiative, uh, inclusion initiative, uh, and kind of seeing if it would take hold of this industry. And, and I, I remember you specifically saying, hey, you know, we, we think we can build something here in this industry and then maybe that can become a model that could go outside of the industry as well too. So um, uh, I know many of the people might've met you back then, but for any of your listeners, just tell us a little bit about you and, and your passion for, for this subject. And we got a whole bunch of different subjects to cover, but uh, let's start sure. there. Sure. It'll be redundant for the people who already heard, but my name is Jed Seifert. I'm one of the co-founders of Stakes Manufacturing. Uh, we are one of the largest print on demand uh, providers in the country. Uh, we're a B2B print-on-demand provider, so we work with large enterprise uh, companies as well as aggregators to provide uh, direct-to-consumer e-commerce fulfillment uh, as well as quick-turn, low-minimum wholesale. Um, we are an incredibly diverse uh, organization. We're very proud of it. My brother has uh, Fragile X, uh, which is leading no genetic cause of autism. Uh, him getting a job at the Securities Exchange Commission for the federal government changed his life 24 years ago. Mm. Uh, gave him the ability to move out of my parents' house, create his own financial independence, happiness, purpose, work friends, everything we all deserve and a yeah. lot of us take for granted. So yeah. uh, when we started Stakes Manufacturing, uh, our number one initiative was to make sure that we were providing opportunities for folks with disabilities in our business. Because all too often, when you hear about diversity and inclusion, it's race, religion, sexual orientation, but disabilities just kind of gets left out in the dark. And, and, and we're not talking about charity here. We're talking about some of our best employees. Uh, it's the largest minority in the country, uh, yet it has an 80% unemployment rate. And um, you know, our top warehouse employee out of 40 is a gentleman with autism based off of speed and accuracy alone. Our top shipper out of about 35 uh, is a gentleman with autism as well, based off of speed and accuracy alone. Both of them also have perfect attendance on the year. Um, so, you know, what we wanted to do is really create life-changing opportunities for individuals within our organization, just like my brother was given, 
Um, but we wanted to go above and beyond that. Uh, we wanted to really go outside of the four walls of our building and impact change across the entire print industry. Because I do a lot of, uh, you know, volunteering outside of um, outside of my daily grind. And, and I spend a lot of time working with organizations with disability inclusion and, you know, work with everybody from Hilton to Embassy Suites to NIH to CVS and Walgreens. Uh, but what I found was in my work there, there was, there was a shortage of, of printers that were actually being inclusive. And that's not to say there's none because there's some fantastic ones like Spectrum Designs up in New Jersey that's a nonprofit dedicated to you know, autism. Um, you know, and then you know, what I realized was you know, this is really a perfect fit because people with disabilities really excel in any position that has repetition. Not just low-skilled repetition, but also high-skilled repetition because there's a whole spectrum of disabilities, right? I, I know COOs that have autism, right? So it doesn't, it's not just like have to be menial work. It's about finding uh, the right work for the right person and, and really cultivating their strengths and abilities and, and kind of ignoring or mitigating their disabilities uh, or weaknesses. And, uh, you know, every department in our facility, we have folks with developmental disabilities from, uh, you know, from, from, from operators of three quarters of a million dollar corneate equipment to uh, warehouse folks, to, to, sh to shippers, to, um, you know, water spiders, which are just the folks that are running the stuff all over the, the facility to receiving all of that. And, and so what we wanted to do was kind of educate the print industry uh, and break down preconceived notions and stigmas about what people with disabilities can and can't do. And also say, hey, we're in a time where it's extraordinarily difficult to hire and retain people. And there's a, a tremendous part of the population that is eager and ready to go to work and will be some of your best employees. And not only will they be their most, some of your best employees, but they'll have a dramatic impact on the culture of your business and create and, and help your other employees become better employees. So, uh, you know, I've been doing speaking engagements at pretty much every uh, print show over the last couple of years. Um, and then I also work with a lot of organizations. You know, I've helped Corny. Uh, set up a, a, an inclusion program. I helped Rock set up an inclusion program. I just made an introduction to M&R to help them set it up. And wow. also working with a lot of local screen printers have reached out uh, and really helping them understand the model of disability inclusion uh, employment service providers where they're all over the country. They'll help you find employees, interview them, onboard them, train them, and then even train your managers at zero cost to the employer so, you know, where else can you find a free hiring agency? Um, and, and really also that's the support that you have. So, you know, all those folks who say, hey, well, you know, I'm not equipped to hiring people with disabilities. You know, my managers don't, you don't have to worry about that as much. Like just get connected with one of these organizations and I'm happy to help you yeah, find one of those organizations in your local area, you know, and, and get the process started. And I think you'll see the same um, pretty incredible impacts across the board on your organization and the individuals. And there's really not much more that can be fulfilling than helping to change people's lives in your, in your daily life. And as printers, uh, you know, we don't get those same opportunities as, you know, doctors or teachers to really try to feel like we're changing lives on a daily basis. So it really creates a much more fulfilling atmosphere. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been wonderful to see, the print industry embrace it. You guys have embraced it. Uh, you had Cassie on giving the news to start. She's, I, I absolutely adore her. Um, she was one of the first people to jump on board to help us get out our message and did a three-part web series, uh, you know, on our business. So 
Um, and, and I appreciate you guys having me back on to kind of keep championing the mission and uh, trying to impact change across the print industry so that, you know, we can go from being behind the times to uh, a trailblazer that's leading other industries on how they can make those same changes. You know, Jed, uh, I saw you on a panel uh, once, and uh, and uh, somebody was asking, you know, what what's the what's the challenge? And and uh, one of the people on the panel, I won't say who, <laughs> said, "Oh, just finding and retaining and employees." And and everybody on the panel was nodding in agreement, except for you. And you're like, "There are lots of employees. Let <laughs> let me tell you." <laughs> and uh, I, I will never forget that. I thought that was awesome. So. Uh, for most of us, this is a kind of a unique approach to hiring and managing employees that, that like you do at stakes. How is the process going at this point? I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I think five stars, but, but tell us how the, how your process is going there at your business. It's fantastic. At this point, you know, I think we're roughly 250 employees over 10% of our staff at this point has developmental and intellectual disabilities. If you look at performance metrics across our business, they're some of our highest ranking employees in the business. Um, they uh, also, we have seen our um, retention rate improve, uh, not only because turnovers down, um, our disabled employees are some of our most tenured employees, but it also helps retain other employees. I, I mean, I've had multiple conversations where employees have come to me and said, hey, you know what, I could have made a dollar more an hour working over at Amazon but I work here because I come to work and I feel like I'm making an impact every day. And I like the atmosphere. And again, it brought the whole company closer together, man. It gave, taught everybody empathy. Uh, you know, it created a more positive culture, a more collaborative culture. And I'm not just talking about work, you know, somebody without disabilities working with somebody with disabilities. I'm talking about just the entire business. Like it just brings everybody together and, and gives it, gives us, a, you know, a purpose beyond just the cotton and ink. And, and, and it's, it's been a really, beautiful thing. And we also have a, um, we partnered with the local county school system. So we have a school to work transition program as well. Wow. So we get, we have 12 interns a semester from high school. Uh, they get high school credit. They come five days a week, two hours a day. They get an on-site job mentor and the goal is to help them become independent workers by the end of the semester. Some of them happen very quickly. And then as they transition out of high school, if it's a good fit for them and a good fit for us, then they get opportunity for full-time employment um, at our organization. And the gentleman who I mentioned, um, who's our top warehouse employee every single month this year by the metrics with a perfect attendance is a graduate from that program. So, wow. you know, we've continued to expand upon what we're doing. We're working with um, more local disability employment service providers in our area because no different than any other hiring agency. We want multiple so that we can, you know, find different spots and, 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 and get different, um, get different talent and bring it in. I mean, for us, we just want to hire the best people. And if you're not hiring people with disabilities, then you're not hiring the best people because you've left out a huge portion of the population um, that, that can have an impact on your business. And, you know, we also, another service that's provided by, you know, your state vocational rehabilitation offices, which is a great source to find these local providers. It's also a great source. Uh, that a lot of them even provide these services but they'll come do free training. So we did a training a couple months ago and um, about 75 of our employees showed up. Part of it was, you know, etiquette of working with people with disabilities. Like, Hey, if there's somebody in a wheelchair, they don't want you to lean down to talk to them. They want you to stand up and talk to them just like anybody, anybody else. But a lot of it was also to kind of break down those preconceived notions and stigmas. So for example, one of the exercises was uh, here's a whole bunch of jobs in, in our building. 
and uh, here's a whole bunch of disabilities. What's the one that's least likely to be able to do these jobs? And unanimously, everybody was a blind forklift driver. And uh, the guy from the vocational rehabilitation office was like, well, let me tell you, I got a guy who's legally blind because he can only see, has 10% of his vision, no peripheral. And what they were able to do was attach kind of like your rear view mirror on your car, mirrors around the forklift to give him a full 360 view of everything, even from just looking at this. And he got certified. And it's wow. not, you know, that, that's so my, my company's people's minds were just blown like, oh, my God, anything is possible. Yeah. But why I bring this up was the most beautiful moment of it was two different employees stood up and told everybody in the room that they had a disability that they had never declared, never told us, and had never admitted to anybody ever professionally out of fear of being judged or not getting a job. So this is also about creating a culture of a welcoming culture of acceptance of all people for who they are, not even just disabilities, yeah. you know, just, Hey, be who you are. We're going to embrace it and set you up to be successful. So that was a really, really cool moment. Wow. Wow. I, I love that. This whole idea of the, you said the culture, right? It, it's, it does take a commitment to being inclusive and, and making that part of your culture. Um, but the powerful, you know, the, the results, the fruits of that effort to, to build that culture are clearly there. I mean, you, the stories you just told, there was a couple moments where like, man, I'm actually feeling a little emotional right now. So that means that it really uh, is hitting a chord for me. And I love that. So thank you for sharing all that. And thanks for everything that you're doing there. And um, so I want to, you know, you talked about already where you've worked with The Rock and then you talked to MNR and and Cornette and, and so obviously you're starting to see some traction, right? Which is awesome. That's, that was the whole hope. I think when we first talked to you um, and, and honestly, we were introduced to you through Cassie. So um, she's definitely the, the, the responsible party here. Um, you know, yeah, you, you had these big grand visions of it. And, and I think that's what I fell in love with so much is that it's awesome trying to do this, but how can we continue to make that even bigger? So what, what do you, seeing outside of what you mentioned there is there any other noticeable developments um is this something where you're starting to see okay now we can maybe look at another industry or, or anything like that like where are you at with all, all that yeah i mean i think uh from an industry standpoint we're always looking at what other industries can we get more involved um you know i, I we work uh, in the promotional product industry. So we've made some introductions to Halo and a couple other organizations nice. um, interested in potential disability inclusion. Um, you know, also even bigger than that, outside of even industry specific, uh, we are on Capitol Hill lobbying for legislative change because there's a lot of archaic laws currently that hinder folks with disabilities from even working to their full potential. Um, yeah. There's laws that basically say, hey, if, if you're getting federal aid for, you know, uh, medical and different things that you need, if you make more than X amount of dollars, you lose that. But making more than X amount of the, that, that dollars threshold is not a livable wage. Yeah. You're telling people you're going to steal their benefits. So you have a huge part of the disabled population that's only even able to work part time because if they work full time, they're going to lose their benefits. Wow. There's also archaic policies that say, hey, you know, if this person has benefits and then they get married to this person, they go from each having two people's benefits to only one and a half benefits, which doesn't make any sense. Right. So there's, you know, there's also policies that say, 
this is this one is, is one of the biggest kickers. If an individual with disabilities has more than $2,000 in their checking account, $2,000, then they lose their federal, then they will lose their federal benefits. And when that two, and where that, and that $2,000 was set before, like, I think it was back when I was born over 40 years ago. So it's taken no account of inflation or anything. So you got folks that are already dealing with disabilities and challenges and yeah. they're, they want to be a part of, you know, the American dream themselves and grab themselves from the bootstraps. They want to, you know, get, get jobs, gain financial independence. And there's all these policies and legislations that are, that are working against them. So we're working with some really wonderful organizations. I work with the CEO commission, uh, the national down syndrome Society, national fragile X foundation. Uh, and, and, and there's tons more. Those are just a few that I'm most intimate with. And we're really, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to senators and congressmen regularly. Uh, there's actually a bill that's, uh, coming up onto the, onto the Hill currently that's to, to address one of these issues. So we're, we're kind of dealing with this in all aspects. We're, we're dealing it from a, a, a policy standpoint. We're dealing it from it, uh, from an education to the corporation standpoint, but we also got to educate the families of the folks with disabilities because a lot of them don't know these services are out there. And a lot of them maybe even, are even putting their, their, their child or sibling into a box of what they can and can't do and not letting them realize their full potential. So it, it's a it's an across the board effort to kind of make a, a, a true change to create a inclusive workforce. And, and I'm really proud because, you know, when my brother was looking for a job, services weren't like, like this weren't out there. I mean, they were, they were few and far between. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you didn't have as many people making as much noise to impact change. So I think we're still a, a, a long way away from getting there, but uh, it, it, it is definitely the momentum is uh, the momentum is real and yeah. uh, it is is pretty cool to see. Yeah. Well, when you talked about the the policy stuff there, Jed, too, uh, Terry and I had a chance to uh, talk to Mark Subers from uh, Printing United last week and and they were talking about the fact that, you know, the the size of our industry and being able to bring people under that one roof together also does help with being able to have a little more power on 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 the hill so to speak so um yeah that, that that's interesting to me you know how, how can we make those connections hopefully they would participate so um yeah i think you you hit the nail on the head i'm preaching the same thing in this industry i even think the this, this, this the disability folks are too uh siloed right and you know it's coming together we, we can be a lot louder than each of us individually and most of us are whether you're, you know, you're from an Autism Speaks or a National Fragile X Foundation, 90% of what we're pushing on the Hill outside of funding for our organization is, is the same policy. So, you know, it's about coming together and we're doing the same thing in the print industry. So we've got, you know, Unite Together is another organization that I sit on the board of directors and, and we're, we're working to try to unite the, the print industry for an inclusive, uh, safe space for everybody and, 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 and making it more welcoming. And that's not, just with folks with disabilities, that's really all diversity and inclusion, right? So, and, and, it, and it's great to see, you know, as you said, the more people that come together with a, you know, a shared vision of the future that we want for not only us, but for our children, uh, yeah. the more powerful our voices are. Because at the end of the day, on Capitol Hill, uh, I don't mean to be a cynic, but it really just depends on how many voters are upset until changes actually change. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> cynic or not, it's the truth. <laughs> exactly right. So, uh, uh, Jed, you, you've uh, alluded to this already, uh, but 
uh, for our listeners, no matter what size business, small business, medium, large, uh, what do they do on Monday if they want to participate in, in uh, a plan like this? Uh, absolutely. So I think that um, first and foremost, uh, you don't have to have an open job yet. You don't have to have a strategy. And most importantly, you don't need to know what position you're going to put people in. So for example, I introduced a disability, a local disability employment service provider to a screen printer who thought that they were going to have somebody get hired just to clean screens, right? But what actually happened was it turned out the entry-level position that made most sense to fill with somebody with disabilities was data entry. And you might think to yourself, oh, sorry, I got my dog barking in the back. That's all right. <laughs> you might think to yourself, you might think to yourself uh, you know, oh, data entry, that wouldn't be what I expected. But you know what? Um Again, there's all different abilities. There's all different capabilities. And, um, and, and data entry is actually a huge position for folks with disabilities. And I, I always say that people with disabilities also often have superpowers. So, for example, you know, folks with autism are often very detail-oriented, right? So data entry is actually a perfect position, right? Because it's super detail-oriented and whatnot. But you walk in Monday, you decide, hey, I want to explore this. You don't have to be committed to doing it. And what I would do is first... I would uh, reach out to your state vocational rehabilitation office, which will either connect you with a local service provider or they can actually work with you. There's a couple other organizations uh, that you can also reach out to. Um, there's CSAVR.org. They're kind of like the uh, aggregator of all the vocational rehabilitation offices. Uh, there's APSE.org. They're the they're the kind of like the print united of disability service yeah. providers, so the trade union of them. And really just think about it no different than you would think about um, finding any other hiring agency. Uh, the only difference being is they're not going to take a 30% cut. Uh, it's all the service is going to be free to you. Uh, and then just open up the conversation. And then the way the process works is um, they'll typically come out to your facility. Uh, they'll go through all of the entry-level positions in, in your, in your uh, organization, whether there's open positions for them or not, right? They'll just go through them all with you. And then they'll put together a plan and it's about finding the right person for the right job. Um, and, and, and again, if you don't have any open positions, that's okay. But then you'll have this agency that's ready. You'll be acquainted. You'll have you know, an understanding. And then it depends on the people you hire, right? Because some folks, you it's not a one size fits all. Some folks you hire uh, are going to be part-time. Sometimes folks you hire are going to be full-time. Some folks with disabilities needs need full-time support where those agencies will place somebody in your building full time to work hand in hand, you know, side by side with these folks. Um, other folks will just, you know, need a check in from their job coach every once in a while. And other folks won't even need any folks. I mean, really for us, we've got a number of folks with disabilities working with us simply because we put in our ads that we hire people of all abilities uh, and they didn't come through any agencies and they don't need any support. So, wow. um, you know, and then I also say, be clear of your intentions with your organization, right? You know, like, I believe in transparency and communication. Like, hey, guys, we want to be in more inclusive business. So this is what we're going to do. Your, your, your employees will respect you for it. They'll be on board. There won't be any confusion. Um, and also understand we're talking about holding people to the same standards too, right? So it, it, you can't just be doing it for the warm and fuzzies because then when you hit hard times, it's going to be short-lived and it's going to be the first thing that gets cut, right? So, yeah. you know, I had an employee that fell asleep a couple times at, on the job. Uh, you know, at her, at her, at her, at her, at her um, desk. And I said, what's going on? They're like, oh, well, it's only, she only does it for like 10 minutes a day. And I was like, 
do you let any other employee do it? And they're like, no. I was like, well, don't let her, right? You know, also, if it's not a good fit, a lot of people think it has to be perfect. You know, if it's not a good fit to start, that's okay. Tell the agency, hey, this person isn't a good fit and get another one. None of us bat a thousand hiring shit. I'd be happy to bat even, you know, 500, you know, with, <laughs> with, with, with hiring. So I think um, that that's super important. And then leverage your job coaches, like, because that's what they're there for. So for example, um, one of the gentlemen working for us was turning around signs during their break, just a nervous tick, I guess. Um, so we talked to the job coach and then it stopped, you know, um, the job coach will also, not only do they help work with the employee, but the job coach also has connections to the person's family who can also help kind of reiterate the message and make sure things that get changed, which I'm never going to call the person's family. Um, but, you know, I just call the job coach. How would you handle the situation? And some of the job coaches might even be on site already. Right. So mm. um, and, and don't worry about making mistakes. Guys, I've been in the disabled community my whole life through Special Olympics and really involved with my brother's side. And, you know, I didn't know until four years ago when I hired my first deaf employee that they don't like being called hearing impaired. I just didn't know. Right. So, like, don't be afraid to make those mistakes, because I think that's another reason why people don't hire folks with disabilities because, they, oh, well, what if we screw up? And, you know, you know, I don't want to be ostracized because I did something wrong. The reality is all you got to do is try. If you're trying to make a difference and trying to do good, that's all that matters. And the only way we learn anything in life is falling on our face and doing things wrong, right? So yeah. uh, this shouldn't be any different. That's uh, awesome. Wow. And, I, and the last thing I'll leave you with, with on, on, on that note is that I think a lot of people worry about the accommodation side too, right? Well, am I going to have to make all these accommodations that are costly? I'm a for-profit business and nothing, I'm never going to do anything that's going to change that our business needs to be for-profit. Over 80% of accommodations made for people with disabilities cost the company zero dollars, right? Accommodations could be as simple as, you know, a lot of our training materials were all written to read. Well, we made it more visual with pictures, right? Um, but we also look at accommodations and go, we should be making accommodations to everybody, right? So, for example, an accommodation could be as simple as, hey, this is a short employee. They're having trouble using this piece of equipment. We're going to give them a pallet to stand on so that they don't get back problems, right? Or, you know, hey this mom, uh, you know, had something changed with her childcare and, you know, she needs to leave an hour early. Well, let's have her come in an hour earlier so that she can leave an hour later. Right. Yeah. Accommodations don't have to be like, Oh my God, it's going to call. I'm gonna have to put in ramps all over the place and do this, that, and the other. Uh, it's really just about kind of tailoring your training to people, um, and setting people up for success, which you should be doing for all employees. Yeah. Um, and again, your managers are going to get better because of that. Right. They're going to they're going to better know how they can work with all employees. So and, and with folks with disabilities, you might have a little bit more upfront training. Like, let's say, hey, I could train somebody else to do this in an hour. This person takes me two days. But the turnover rate is going to be so much lower. So that position that you're refilling every six to nine months, you know, that person's going to stay with you for a long time. So it easily pays dividends um, in the long haul. And once they get in, again, some of your top performing employees. Wow. Wow. It's so it's amazing how simple it is. Just it takes the commitment. Right. And, and like you said, it just just start with exploring it. So that's yeah. uh, wow. Wow. What, what good information there. Well, OK, so from an individual standpoint, right, we, ha we have a path. I think we've got a really good uh, game plan there. But as an industry. 
how can we do more, right? Were, were there some hopes and expectations when you kind of started in, in this industry sharing this stuff that maybe haven't come to fruition yet that you thought might have? You know, who do we need to call out? Who do we need to get on the phone right now and say, hey, you need to do more? <laughs> no, I, I'm not looking for specifics like that, but in general. Yeah. Guys, you're doing it right now. Like, yeah. pat yourselves on the back. I mean, this is, this is the second time you've helped champion this mission. Um, you guys have been nothing but supportive. I think... I think we just need to keep talking about it and, and, and keep impacting change. And I think just, you know, people need to tell their stories more, you know, you know, it's not just me. It's not just spectrum designs, you know, Ryanette's had people for 10 plus years with disabilities working. I think we just need to spotlight the success stories to kind of dismiss the, dismiss the, the stigmas and the preconceived notions. Um, you know, I think that the print United Alliance has been incredibly supportive uh, since the beginning uh, I think that we've got some other stuff that's uh, cooking that we're working on with them um, nice. that uh, I'll, I, I don't mean to tease it, but I'll be back on another episode to actually talk about where I think the kind of next step is of, you know, cool. how we can basically create a better education system for printers so that they don't even have to reach out to me or these organizations, but they have almost like a playbook on how to go from step A to, to B to C to become an inclusive organization and realize all the benefits of uh, a disability inclusion. So, um, you know, I think just if you're if you're at an organization, whether it's your organization or not, talk to your head HR. Ask them, hey, have we have we considered hiring people with disabilities? Because every one of them is probably struggling to hire and retain people, right? Yeah, um, right. And and and, and kind of just helping guide people that the more people that just ask the questions and explore it. Um, the better. And, and again, you can start simple with a part-time gig and uh, it doesn't have to be this huge commitment um, and, and people can find me. So I'm Jed Seifert, Stakes Manufacturing. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can reach out to me at any point and I will be happy to take my personal time to find a local service provider to introduce you to um, and, and get you started on the journey, right? And, and have you working with the experts who are going to make it, you know, kind of smooth uh, sailing. And I think uh, it would be great for more people to get involved in sort of the Unite Together movement. I think that that would be, that's really cool because I think it's not just about disabilities, it's about everybody. And the more diverse this industry gets, um, statistics have proven time and time again that diverse organizations um, are more successful because you're, you're cultivating a wider spectrum of ideas um, and talents yep. and, and, and experience. So I hope that, you know, we, I hope, again, my hope, is that we turn around, you know, a, a few years from now and we look at the print industry and we go, oh, my God, look how it's changed. It used yeah. to be all old white dudes with no disabilities. Yeah. And now we got a very diverse work population and yeah. we're, you know, we're, we're encouraging other people to get into this industry that we, we, we all love so much. And, and, yeah. and I think part of it also starts with the youth. Right. So like with the Unite Together movement, we've already helped a, a number of schools set up screen print training programs. And, and this yeah. is not just folks with disabilities. This is underprivileged kids in inner cities going, hey, there's a career path for you in this industry. Um, and, and we're going to help give you the tools to, to, to get there. Right. And, and and hopefully we start to see a mo more diverse um, ownership in this industry of the companies. But I think it also just starts as let's get let's get more printers to come from all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I think it's uh, we are going in the right direction. And I think everybody's excited. And the more people that are doing what you guys do, which is hearing the message, championing the message, providing a, a platform for us to deliver the message, um, 
anybody else wants me to come talk about this, I, I can talk about this until the cows come home. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. I, I think that this is, uh, you can obviously tell that I'm passionate about it. And, uh, yes. you know, this is, this is what I, this is what I hope to, the, the legacy I hope to leave in this industry is, is to really kind of help take it to the, um, take it to the next level and, and, and be welcoming to, to, to everybody and be an opportunity for everybody to yeah. be successful in, in here. Yeah. Well, Jed, not only are you passionate about it, but you're also inspiring. I'm sitting here like scribbling notes and like, okay, I got to do this, I got to do this, do this. So I'm ready to give me a brick wall. I'm ready to run through it. Let's do this. <laughs> I got one right here. Well, I have a question that uh, we could fill uh, a two part episode uh, of the show with, but <laughs> you, you built a large, successful decorating business. Do you have any tips for? our listeners on how to grow their own businesses, how to make their own businesses more successful? Sure. I, you know, I love this question. I, I get asked this all the time on panels. I was just did a, I did a panel with uh, Ross from rock uh, at print United and, and a bunch of other buddies on the panel as well. And it, it's, it's always the, the first question that's asked, right? Because you got all these, right. you know, aspiring printers that want to grow their businesses. And uh, I have the same answer every single time. It's, do your math. All too often, people in this industry don't like to do math. You have to do math to ensure that you're going to be a profitable, successful organization. You can't just take a brochure from any of the equipment manufacturers, read that, and do the math based off of that. You actually need to get out. You need to talk to people. You need to understand what the real world math is, taking into account spoilage and all the different costs that are going to come along with running your business. So that you're not running out there going, oh, my God, I'm just going to print money. And then you get to the end of the year and you're like, well, where did it all go? Right. So do your math and, and make sure that not only you do your math, but you back it up by finding other people that you can talk to, understand what real world application is, not just what they what they say in a vacuum. Um, it's going to be because I think that is the biggest challenge. I, I see printers that are so desperate for deals that they are taking deals that are literally slowly going to put them out of business because they're not yeah. profitable, but they're, you know, desperate to take a deal. Um, and it's just, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's sad. So I think, I think it's important that everybody does their math to run their business as a business and doesn't kind of just shoot from the gut or find a sexy name of somebody wants to send a print work, but then they, you know, they lose their shirt because of it. Yeah. You know, what a, what a, what a good gold nugget there, man. I love it. Exactly. Right. I love that answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I get to work with, uh, you know, normally newer startups myself personally in my business and, um, you're, you've hit that dead on, right. They're just so desperate to get the work in that, you know, they find themselves in this place where they're so incredibly busy yet they're not successful. And it's like, well, hold on. <laughs> right. It's also detrimental to the whole industry because yeah. then it becomes a race to the bottom and yep. people are trying to compete yep. for work on a, on a level that's unprofitable like it's just it's bad business for them and it's it's bad business for everybody else and it, it sets the wrong precedent as well so um you know okay. it's already not the, the the biggest margin business in the world right you know that's so right. you got to be responsible with how we how we do our business and if you do it right it can be fantastic and, yeah. and that's what i hope for people yeah, definitely. Well, Jed, while we've got you here, we've got some other uh, info we'd love to, to get from you here. But, um, yeah. you know, obviously we've talked about how we keep seeing you out and about and, and uh, Printing United, obviously. And and I saw you at Impressions there and in Fort Worth. And so what are you, what are you seeing 
as far as trends, innovations, what's, uh, what, what do you kind of see out on the horizon for us? I mean, you got to be sleeping under a rock if you don't see that DTF is just uh, kind of tearing through the industry. I think that um, a lot of people are sort of scared of it, excited about it. I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about it. Uh, you know, for me, uh, our business is both DTG and DTF. We've been doing DTF for a few years. I think we're a bit ahead of the game because we are uh, very much so an R&D and engineering company. So uh, we add hardware to our equipment. We source our own consumables. Um, and, you know, I think that there's a room for DTF, screen print and DTG. Um, and, and it's just about matter, you know, finding the right solution based off the right, you know, opportunity. Um, and I think that, you know, any of the naysayers of DTF are the same people that said when DTG came out, Oh, it's never going to work. The hand feels too different from screen print. Well, here we are, right? I think it's <laughs> happening with DTF, but I also think we're very much so in our infant stages. So yeah. I think the, a lot of the equipment has a long way to go, um, but it is, it, it is here to stay. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of work to kind of re-engineer things, to do things with DTF that other folks can't do yet, uh, creating a softer hand feel, um, creating it so that we could go over the seams of hats and do canvas backpacks and other things that a traditional transfer wouldn't work on because it would peel right. and, 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 and not have that sort of um, keep up that quality standard with the durability level. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that um, DTF is, is really the kind of the biggest thing going on uh, yeah. in the industry right now. And, uh, um, but I think it's changing at light speed. So, you know, what the equipment is today is going to be different than what it is six months from now, a year yeah. from now. Um, and I think it's, you know, our job is really just to continue to try to stay ahead of the curve uh, and, and be on the forefront of what's next. Um, and, but again, focusing on making sure that we're using the right mousetrap for the right opportunity. And, and um, outside of that, you know, I think, uh, I think the, you know, it was a great print United trade show. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was yeah. great seeing everybody there. I think we're, we're, um, the industry is definitely going in the right direction. Um, and, and, and I, and I, I see a lot more collaboration and people coming together and, and that's, that, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yep. You know, I was doing a presentation in the, uh, in the apparel zone at uh, printing United last week and uh, DTF came up and I said, no, you guys all know DTF, right? And they didn't really react. And then I said, did anybody walk 10 feet and not see a DTF printer? Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. They were yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 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 I love it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so Jed, um, <clears throat> when you're, when you're building a successful business, you're growing your business. Do you have any tips on balancing that growth and also maintaining those core values that, commitment to community that, that that stakes does yeah i mean i think look i think that, i think they can go hand in hand i don't i don't know that they, i think they can be um exclusive of each other i don't think one has to necessarily impact the other you know i think right. as you grow it creates more opportunities right um i don't know that as many people would have given me the platform to speak about what we're doing had we not been sort of the size organization we are making sort of the noise that we are so i think the larger you get the more of an opportunity you have but also the more responsibility you have mm -hmm. uh, to know what 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 you can accomplish and i think you know outside of how those two things correlate in general, when you're growing your business, the big suggestion is just don't outkick your coverage, man. And and, and really, um, you know, don't don't just again, don't take a deal because it looks sexy, but that you can't handle and, you know, grow responsibly um, as, as opposed to just 
you know, a lot of businesses go out of business because they try to grow too fast or they, they get too aggressive. So um, just kind of be, 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 I'm not saying be conservative because we're definitely aggressive, right? Uh, yeah. But just be responsible with your growth. And um, yeah, I think, and, and also know that I tell people all the time, you know, being an entrepreneur and owning a business, I don't care what industry you're in. It's like being Rocky Balboa in a title fight. You're going to get your ass kicked every round. And it's just about having the grit to get back up, learn from the last round, and it's going to happen to you again and again, right? And, 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 but if you make it to the end of the fight and you're still standing, you know, the world's your oyster and, and you can really, really, you know, enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. But it, this is not easy for anybody and it's not what industry you're in because whatever can go wrong will go wrong. But know with dedication and grit, uh, you can get through it. Wow. Just in that, like one little round of statements there, Jed, there's so many like nuggets, quotables, like the don't out kick your coverage. I mean, it was that, man, we could just do this all day. Um, <laughs> I love it, Jed. So, all right. Well, then what, so what's next for stakes? What, uh, what's on your guys's horizon there? Um, you know, we're, we're just like everybody else, man. We're, we're, we're trying to grow our business. You know, I'm, I'm a believer in continuing to grow. Um, and, uh, we're trying to continue to uh, be better at what we do. I mean, I, there is no complacency. I think that no matter how good reviews you get, no matter how much your partners love you, you can always be better. And it's always about kind of pushing that envelope to be higher quality, to be faster, uh, to be better partners, to communicate more. I mean, it's always just challenging ourselves to never be satisfied and, and always try to be better at what we're doing. And, and also for us, it's, it's a lot about innovation. You know, I, I mentioned it a couple of times where you're very much so an R&D and engineering company. So we're not just sitting back waiting for machine manufacturers to make updates. We're looking at how we can do them ourselves. Um, nice. We are looking to continue to uh, automate um, through uh, automation, robots, machine learning, artificial intelligence. Uh, I think if you're not looking at those things right now, then you're just setting yourself up to be, you know, last in the race down the road. Yeah. So we're really trying to embrace all the technology that's out there to help streamline our business and, and help us uh, grow even more efficiently. And, uh, you know, and that's pretty exciting because if you think, you know, I mentioned how quickly DTF technology is changing as we speak, the AI and robotics and machine learning, that stuff is changing at light speed right now. And it's incredible how many aspects of your business it can really reap benefits on. Um, you know, it, it, I think we've just hit the tip of the iceberg. People know ChatGBT and MidJourney, but that's just the tip of the iceberg of how that's going to completely flip this industry on its head and change the way things are done. And not just into this industry, pretty much every industry in the world uh, is, is going to change. Um, I think the changes that you're going to see over the next 10 years are going to be as quick and as fast and, and as incredible as when the internet came out. I mean, it's that big of a, uh, an impact on, on the world, on every industry. And uh, this industry is no different. It, it's going to have incredible effects and we're already knee deep kind of working on what is that future for us yeah. and how do we take advantage of all of these incredible things. Awesome. hundred percent. And uh, yes, I will agree. All, uh, all hail Skynet. And uh, <laughs> Jed, you've given us uh, all kinds of nuggets on my junior legal pad here. Uh, as Aaron mentioned, don't out kick, kick the coverage, uh, do the math. But to wrap up, I'm going to ask you for one 
last piece of advice, one golden nugget that you can share on business or in life with our listeners? One one piece of advice you want to share? I, you know what? I, oh, you put me on the spot. And uh, <laughs> right before the show, I when Cassie was doing, uh, we had our little pre-show. And I noticed that Cassie was wearing a T-shirt that had a slogan on it. Um, and that slogan is the same slogan I have framed in my office. And I think it's the uh, kind of the best advice I can give anybody. Uh, it's the advice I give my children. And it's uh, work hard and be nice to people. It's, it's really it's really that simple. Um, yeah. I think that uh, hard work always wins. And, uh, you know, uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, the nice guys actually do end up on top, right? The people that are doing doing good, uh, good you put good things out in the world, good things come back to you, you know. So yeah. work hard, be nice to people is the best I can give you. I love, I love it. it. Yeah. It, isn't that amazing how, you know, the best things in life are extremely simple. Um, they just can be a little bit challenging to execute because you have to be committed to working hard and being nice to people. <laughs> Life's chaotic, man. It's, it's large. It's easy to lose track of things. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you keep those two things going, no matter what, you're going to end up just fine. Yeah. Wonderful. Ah, Jed, thank you so much. This has been amazing as usual. And, uh, yeah, when you've got, uh, more news to report, you've got a spot here. So just, uh, let us know and, and we'll have you back and we're going to have you back anyhow, but, uh, I'm excited to hear what you get in the works. Awesome. Uh, guys, thank you very much again for having me always being so supportive and welcoming. Uh, we do have a rain check though. Um, I need a commitment that we're actually going to have this wings together because yep. every time I come on here and every time I see you, we talk about wings, but we haven't done it yet. We, so 100%. next time I see you, we need to get some wings together and I will surely be back on uh, to let you guys know about uh, what we have in store next and how we think we're going to really continue to impact the industry. Thank you guys for everything you do and uh, just being all around good humans. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Jed. Jed. Wings for sure. Wings <laughs> for absolute sure. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Man, I always love having Jed on and or not on the show, just uh, just chatting at uh, at events and things like that. He's uh, he's a great guy and yeah. Uh, yeah. a great well, story and to tell. Yeah, like like Ramona said here, uh, thanks for all you do. I, I think that uh, um, you know he spreads the credit out around, but uh, you know he's he's putting in the effort and doing the work and um, just good human. Yep. So always good to get good humans uh, together. So, all right, Terry. Well, man, we've had a great show here. But uh, um, speaking of great things and and recognizing uh, Reggie Awards, we're in nomination season right now. We've done pretty good. I think we've. Uh, but we need some more nominations coming in. So if you go to two regular forward slash Reggie's, you can nominate now. Um, Jed would be uh, available for an honor in, in uh, multiple things there. So <laughs> I, I don't actually push people, but you know, maybe I do a little so, anyhow, um, <laughs> check that out. Uh, and, and he would be available to get the uh, best guest on the two regular guys award. So um, head over to uh, two regular guys.com forward slash Reggie's. Uh, Terry, you want to just hit the categories real quick just to, to share with people? And, and I know Yeah, absolutely. I won't go through the entire here. description, but uh, yeah. the awards are the 2023 Fresh Impact Product Award for new products, the Customer Care Spotlight Award. We kind of renamed them this year to yeah. get a little Cut. more pizzazz and be yeah, a little yeah. more descriptive. Customer really, service, though, that. right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The... Um, uh, Industry Education Excellence Award. I like that. Yeah. The Decorators Hub Trade Show Award. The Rising Star Award. The 2023 Women's Voice Award. 
the two regular guys best guest or i'm sorry uh two regular guys podcast guest star award <laughs> i was reverting back to previous years <laughs> sorry and uh, one of my favorites uh, the 2023 industry ambassador award so yeah, yeah. uh go out there and nominate and as aaron uh has mentioned before we we read every nomination um mm -hmm. on uh, on the intro show for uh for the actual people that are going to be in the vote, but everybody that gets nominated gets mentioned. So get out yep. there and get, get people nominated. Yep. And we are, we're kind of coming down. Uh, so basically a little less than two weeks left to get your nominations in. We will close the voting promptly at 9 PM or I'm sorry, 5 PM central time on November 9th is, uh, is the date that, uh, and, Every year it happens. Somebody says, oh, I was late. Can you? Nope. <laughs> I've gotten a thousand emails one year with people trying to get somebody on there that was late. And, and we said no to every single one of them. So right. um, went out to went out to their people and said, hey, I forgot to mention this email Aaron and let him know that uh, we, we have another nomination. So yeah. don't be that person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So get them in November night. And, uh, you know, so, and if you, you know, the, here's the other part, I, I guess we never really told people about, but you can technically change your nominations all the way up until the ninth. Um, so just, oh, you know what, it, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So you just put it in the form again and, um, you know, that, that it'll basically write over what you did the, the last time, as far as if you put any new information in there. So, um, Pretty yeah. Cool. So go and go and do that. Um, let's see here. What else? And then, yeah. So on the 10th, November 10th, we will be announcing all the nominees and the people who we will be getting, um, to be voted on. And then that will kick off the voting that'll take place until the 7th of December. So love Reggie season, Terry. It's always, oh, always a too. blast to kind of recognize the people that are doing the work. And looking forward to meeting some new friends and in, uh, in the nomination process. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, what, what do you have coming up here on the uh, uh, Terry's Big Book of Travel? Yeah, uh, my complete screen printing business course. I'll be at Workhorse Products in Phoenix, January 13th and 14th. Uh, my next Chicago class at Atlas Screen Supply will be March 9th and 10th. No snow, no snow, no snow. And uh, <laughs> I'll be in the Equipment Zone booth in the Long Beach Impressions Expo January 19th through 21st. If you want to stop by and say hello and all my upcoming events are at terrycombs.com. Aaron, how about yourself? Well, first, I have to just let you know, Terry, don't say no snow. Hope for sunshine. And then because no snow is just going to bring you snow. I'm just just telling you <laughs> the universe doesn't positive. understand. Gotta that be positive. Yeah, that's right. Positive <laughs> energy to the universe. <laughs> yes. Beautiful, sunny weather in March in Chicago. OK. <laughs> um, or you could just say Phoenix weather, Glendale weather. And, and yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, Picture Terry in a light jacket going over to Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Sorry about that. So, um <laughs> For me coming up here, I just want to keep sharing that we're doing OSG Live each week. It's a collaboration with uh, Tanya Deutscher, my wife, Eileen Montgomery, and Becky Kotzer and myself. And uh, we've had five episodes now and um, just really getting a lot of uh, great feedback. And so we do things like explore the power of gratitude. We celebrate wins and we just have some different segments. And so it's been uh, really fun 
going and it is nice and early it's seven o'clock central time on wednesday morning but you can just go to live osg and you can catch the replay and uh, yeah so we will be back this next wednesday morning at 7 a.m central time and um but get in there watch anytime get in the comments we're always uh, encouraging the listeners to participate you know what are you grateful for what are you committed to what what are you how are you impacting this and um so just do that in the comments after the fact too so uh liveosg.com to check that out and then um also, my book is uh, is out there, and then you can get the pre-order copy. I am super close. Dane is helping me with the book cover, and uh, that's about what I've got left on the list almost. So I've got to go through one more time and do my own personal edit, but uh, we're, we're heading to the publisher soon here. So uh, FBS book is where you'll get. So rsuccessgroup.com forward slash FBS book. And uh, then one other cool thing that came up here. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Lauren Kilgore from Handmade Sellers University. She was on our show not too terribly long ago. And right. um, she talked about Etsy, Etsy secrets. And she's got some great training over there about Etsy. But uh, her and I have collaborated on a new mastermind community. And uh, so I get to work t- together with her on that. And uh, just an opportunity to kind of in her group, but just in general, right? If you're looking for a, a community that might be right for you. Um so it's a it's a mastermind program where we get together every two weeks and uh, you get to share some knowledge, receive advice, and and just transform their handmade passion into a thriving online business. Um, and that, that that's that's my favorite line on her <laughs> site about the about this program to transform their handmade passion into a thriving online business. So that's what we're gonna do. Um, you know, it's not us talking at you it's it's working with you to achieve the results that you desire so um the cohorts are now forming we're going to have our first meeting on october 31st and i may be dressed up for halloween so um it'll be fun a way to kick things off but uh, go to osg.link forward slash hmss and um i just just on a, a personal note i'm just really proud and and grateful to be able to be living my passion this masterminding and inspiring proactive small business owners. Uh, so I want to thank Lauren for entrusting me to be part of that and Addie to, with the Radical Goal Getters program, another thing that we do, and then all of the Masters of Success community folks that are part of what we do at our success group. So just just grateful. And if anybody wants to reach out to me and, and talk about how we could work together or just need some support or a, a shoulder to lean on, uh, consultaaron.com is an uh, easy way to reach me. So um, Awesome. Yeah. And then as far as uh, Eric goes, what, what's he got coming up here before, uh, after the secret sauce? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's got uh, uh, the take up is episode 172, Office Hours, Gradients and Underlay. Uh, in this episode, Eric is following up on some questions and answers from his last episode with a quick tour through digitizing those sunsets we all love and keeping uh, our top stitching clean and high coverage with underlay. So join Eric live at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. And uh, let's see here. I've got got words covered up. Uh, To ask questions and share, uh, head to ericcampbell.com and click the Take Up tab at the top um, of the uh, at the top and join in. Uh, Eric will be teaching at Impressions Expo also in Long Beach. Details coming up very soon. Yes, indeed. All right. We'll check that out. And uh, so without further ado, should we uh, get uh, Eric in here? I'll, I'll see if I can push these buttons correctly, Eric. But uh, well, you ready, Terry? Can we get Eric in here? I'm ready. Let's have some sauce. Yes. 
All right, folks, happy to be back in to get you on with the secret sauce. And today we have uh, something that is near and dear to my heart and should be near and dear to everybody's heart who's doing any kind of decorating. Uh, what can we do with dead stock? Uh, frankly, there's no kind of decorating that doesn't uh, produce some dead stock, whether that's sampled dead stock or some stuff that just didn't sell that's blank and sitting in your inventory. And as I often tell people, I, I give, give people permission because they sometimes feel like they need it to have errors in dead stock because I'm the patriot saint of lost embroidery jobs. Uh, if I've messed up more stuff than you've messed up, don't feel bad. The thing is, we don't have to feel bad because we can actually do some stuff with that stock as we go. So the first thing we're going to talk about is sampling. As anyone who's heard me talk about digitizing will know, I always advocate testing your new designs, your new techniques, on the same kind of material and stabilizer you're going to be using for the final order. Rejects, dead stock, stuff that's already decorated can be cut into sample swatches ready for testing. And I'll tell you, in our shop, we had them separated by uh, fabric type and color literally on the shelf. So we had the right color contrast, the right fabric top type uh, ready to use for sampling on the kind of stuff that we were trying to get done. So everybody says, oh, you're going to ruin a garment every time you sample stuff. No, you're going to ruin a garment before that. <laughs> and so you want to keep that and stitch on every available option where you can have that stuff ready for us with dead stock uh second thing is employee apparel if you've got something that uh depending on that garment if you got something that is not incredibly damaged but does have a logo on it that does have some small amount of damage you may be able to use those garments to create employee apparel uh frankly lots of our employees want to grab those rejects grab those dead stock pieces those orders that don't uh, get sold what we used to do is say hey yeah you can have that piece but we're going to make a cover-up patch or a decoration with the shop logo, and then you can take that out of the building, and that lets us have it be not only something that helps the uh, employees to have some pride in their shop, but lets them advertise for the shop as well. For any willing, willing worker who will wear the garment like that, wearing that logo is a great way to open conversations about what their shop can do. So, like I said, even with pre-decorated garments, you can either remove existing embroidery or use patch or applique-style designs to create that logo to apparel to promote your shop. And if it's just something that's on the shelf that is non-decorated, even easier. Another thing we can do, promotional giveaways. Now, this one's a little bit hard because admittedly, sometimes when you do promotional giveaways, especially if you're doing something like including something for a customer to show, yes, I can do something with stock. If the stock you have is something you can't order again, uh, that kind of dead stock might not be the best case for putting something in with a order for a shop. However, if you're doing something that has your logo on it, uh, oftentimes that's something you can use stock like that to decorate. So a loyalty reward packed into an existing customer's orders, maybe a prospective giveaway decorated with the logo of the customer or a customer you want to open up relations. Sometimes it can work. Just be careful that if it's something like you give them this great specialty hat that has some sort of special function or color blocking and it can't be purchased again, that might not be the best idea for that. But it can be great as a logoed item from your shop that is just fun to give away. And especially if it's something that you can still uh, procure later down the road. Because sometimes otherwise you're opening up somebody wanting something that's not available. But Promotional pieces, it can be a great way to handle just showing someone, hey, yes, I do a different kind of garment or a different kind of style that you may have seen. And on that note, another thing is technique showcases. If you have a customer-facing space or you share on social media, use dead stock, blank stock, stuff that you can't get necessarily. That's fine as a as something that you can use for a, a project piece. So if you're doing a kind of technique showcase, you're doing something that is interesting, you want to show new techniques, show new ways that you can work, um, dead stock can be great for that. Plus, you can sometimes decorate in areas away from an existing decoration. If you're just taking pictures on social media, if you're just doing video and you've got a left chest that you don't want to mess with, but you're about to show a back technique, show that back technique on that piece that already has the decorated shirt, that already has that left chest on it and just don't show the front. 
placements that aren't involved with previous decoration can still be a great display, even the display you put up in your shop if you have to. Trying to sell a rhinestone, let's make a rhinestone shirt. Trying to sell your new uh, direct transfer technologies, show that direct transfer technology in the real world. Snap and share some pics, set up a display in your space, make up sample pricing guides, and go for it. But yeah, that, my friends, is the secret sauce. Wow, that was delicious. I love secret sauce uh, <laughs> uh, segments. Yep, yep. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, really good one, and uh, and super proud of. Uh, I know both you and Eric are still kind of dealing with a little bit of the the coughing, and uh, he did that entire thing without uh, without <laughs> skipping a beat. So uh, big I had guy. to get up and walk away at the show last week live. I just uh, yeah, I you, stop you were I'm like, hey, can you and you're like, uh, no, I can't. I'm like, oh, sorry, dude, I didn't even. Know. Oh man, I'm so, fighting it, fighting the yeah, fight. Yeah, but what what, what <laughs> a good secret sauce, and, and Ramona had uh, had a a point in there she said to eric so i have a demo i'm going to do and i didn't have a sweatshirt so guess what happened i forgot to clear the hoop on a sweatshirt problem solved <laughs> good stuff and and sheila ryan shared uh good sauce delicious all right well wow terry what a great show today um super yeah. excited to uh have had that time with jed and and we want to thank him for being here and for all that he does and and make sure that you reach out to him and and give him a, a thank you and, and ask how you might be able to participate. Um, you know, he mentioned Unite Together and things like that. And I know Eric put that up there on on screen earlier um, as far as the link and stuff like that. But reach out to us, too, if for whatever reason you just need connections or, or want to know something. Um, it, good stuff there. So great show today, Terry. Thanks to Jed very much. Absolutely. And we want to thank Eric Campbell for uh, bringing the sauce, for not hitting the mute button during the dad joke. and keeping those production wheels turning here on the podcast as usual coming through for us and i'm sure he just has his finger over that mute button all the time but <laughs> he, he shows restraint so we appreciate that um so terry next week we've got uh, our good friend and, and former employer for both of us uh, scott fresner joining us and and i i almost kind of look at scott as a little bit like a mentor for me and and uh, he's yeah. gonna be joining us and we're going to hop in the old time machine, not time travel. So for those of you that are familiar with time yeah. travel, this is time machine, <laughs> a little bit different. Um, <laughs> and go back to the days of the book, how to print t-shirts for fun and profit, fast films, color separation software, and even into the U.S. screen printing classes and the invention of one of the first DTG printers, the T-Jet. So uh, uh, gloves will be coming off. We'll be having a lot of fun and uh, always, always fun to talk to Scott. I'm really, really looking forward to that show. But uh, until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.